Let me get my hat What's up? What's up, my man? Hold up, man. Let me get. Hold. Let me get my my hat ready. Hold up. For sure, bro. You don't have to my traditional. For sure. Let me get right. For sure, bro. Absolutely. Let me get right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, my dog, bro. Happy to have you on it. You know, what I mean? once again, two times you're, you know, the original member of the Culture Conversation being on the first episode. So appreciate you know, it. We're, we're opening, you know, the doors for your unique conversation again, brother. So, uh, yeah, man, we're just going to tap into it, man, and uh, talk about, you know, the, the deal. You know, you've been able to now lock a secure position within the CEBL as an assistant general manager for the Niagara River Line. So just yeah. talk about that experience, man. Um, well, first off, I appreciate you having me again. I'm on the platform. Um, it's been a blessing, man. This journey that we call life, um, sometimes um, things give us opportunity to slow down. And in the mix of, of slowing down everything, I had a kind of a chance to reflect on, on kind of where my goals were going and where I was driving to and kind of like um, where I wanted to see myself in the next year or two from now. And I realized some things that I was doing wasn't really all the way aligned. Um, with my goals. So I, I wanted to kind of narrow down my thought process. And a big goal of mine is to become an NBA general manager. Um, so in, in order to become um, an NBA general manager, I have to be doing things that's con conducive to such. Um, so um, I've been been in contact um, with, the, with the Niagara River Lions for a few months now. And um, they we've had a, built a great rapport. And it feels like um, the energy there is just, is just a lot of synergy there. Um, we work well together, and I feel like they offer me a position of being the assistant general manager, which would be um, very similar to like what a, what a GM would do. And I feel like um, it fit to what I was trying to carry myself towards now, and um, it made a marriage. And I think we just took it from there. Absolutely, man. That's that's amazing, man. It was actually dope to see because obviously you know that in in Canada, you know, a lot of these positions are held by people that are non-visible minorities. So, um, you know, it's very big for our culture to have somebody like you that, you know, represents people of, you know, visible minorities, but you're a guy from the inner city like myself. So we talk our language. We understand that now you're, you represent us, you know, as a guy from the masses. So, um, you know, it's very good to see that now you're in these positions and, you know, you being an OG, you can now send that information and, you know, be an OG and share that experience and, you know, motivate guys like myself to, to do the same to the upcoming generation. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, the whole premise of um, figuring out a way um, to integrate into a front office position, whether, whether it be in Canada, in the United States, et cetera, it's just kind of like, wanting to lead the way, not saying anyone, no one else has done it, but kind of give guys a way to stay involved with the game outside of being an NBA agent and outside of being a coach and outside of being any other entity and finding different ways to be involved in the game that you love. And it's still in a creative space, if that makes sense. I, honestly, I was really inspired. People may not know this, but I was extremely inspired by Jerry Krause um, watching um, the, the Last Dance. I know he took a lot of heat, a lot of slack, but I feel like he had, the, he had the mentality and the mindset to think outside of the box and kind of go after players that fit a mold um, to what he thinks is a championship team. Even though at the end of okay. it, um, it broke up because maybe some of his ego and whatever the case may be, but the original foundation that he built, that core of just firing Doug Collins and, and going with Phil Jackson and getting two rookies in Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen and acquiring shooters like Steve Kerr and John Paxson, et cetera. These are things that I look at um, in a general manager perspective. Like, yeah, I, I would have done something similar. So I, I had to. I was inspired by the way Jerry Cross' mind worked, and I, I wanted to do something similar. Nah, man, that's dope. It's it's crazy to hear the 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 backstory and the the behind the scenes, the thought process before decisions like these get made. Because you know, a lot of people might think this is something that just happens uh, sporadically, but this is. Like you said, man, a lot of you've been very intentional with your thoughts and your ideas and right. and everything kind of aligns and opens up into the next stage of your, you know, your career, your life, man. You've, you know, been a basketball player. You did it at a high level, respectively, as a professional and, you know, opening up your business and being a black business owner now and a new leaf and a different venture, man. So kind of talk about that, that process of consistent progression into different ventures, like, and how you're able to continue to reinvent yourself 
during these unprecedented times? Uh, I think it starts with a foundation of reading, um, reading and reflection. And I think we often move so in a space where we're in a microwave society. We want instant gratification. Um, we want things to happen now. And I feel like um, I was able to slow myself down. If you see me a lot, um, shout out Tyler in the building, my guy. If you see me a lot, you see me post a lot saying slow motion but in motion. Like, um. I, I love to take my time with things. I love to be patient. With, with, with anything I'm doing. I don't like to rush anything. In Arabic, they have something called subber. Like, I like to consume a lot of subber when I'm doing things. So uh, the, the way I was able to reinvent myself was not rushing the invention of myself, if that makes sense. Letting things flow, letting different things happen and, and, and grabbing inspiration from different things and then adding to my pot of gumbo that I have and then kind of think, thinking two steps ahead. Because sometimes you may think you're going in the right direction because you feel that way. But in all actuality, you may be going in the wrong direction. So self-reflection is, is huge. And I was able to think back and, and things I was doing. And, like, maybe I got to just – it's not the aim to change the target, like Hope said. Uh-huh. Just change my target a little bit. And, and these are spaces that I need to be in, need to be in, um, where I can affect um, the game of basketball on the Canadian scale and a North American scale and a global scale. Um, um, and so I was able to reinvent my own businesses just by paying attention to what's going on around me and taking my time, not rushing the process. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, we're, we're always in a society of on the go. You know, we, we turn a blind eye to, you know, a lot of things that come to illumine light. You know what I mean? Like right. mental health and, 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 you know what I mean? Inner purity and stuff like that. So it's, it's crazy, man. During these times, you get a chance to kind of reflect and, and figure out areas in your life where you're kind of neglecting, you know what I mean? And uh, personally, for myself, reading is something that really set foundations for the habits in my in my life. Mm. So, you know, I think, you know, with, you know, always seeing different things when you read and sometimes when you read, it just gives you new inspiration because you're obtaining different information. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, even in the book that we're reading right now, the 5 a.m., club by robin sharma man it's yeah. like it's just giving me new life in, in my yeah. ideas, you know and to have ideas that you may want for yourself but it's gonna happen at the right time you know right. so, so now understanding the the whole flow state and, and and going you know going at the course that life is gonna throw you you just gotta be able to adapt you know what i mean huge man that um that word adapt um having adaptability um being able to code switch and being able to know what's for you at what time is very, very important. Kind of like a basketball player. Kind of uh-huh. like a, 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 an elite point guard reading the pick and roll. Uh-huh. Like knowing when the, the the weak side defender is sagging off, let me hit the guy in the corner for a three. Knowing when my man is overplaying me or he's going under, let me shoot the three. Knowing uh-huh. when I need to get my big guy touching the roll. Like just knowing what's for you. It's the same type of transit, transferable traits that I take from the basketball court of how I play into real life. Uh-huh. For sure, man, and it's crazy because you know it's, it's it's good to see that you're able to build a diverse you know portfolio with the different experiences that you you know had in your life from being a very good basketball player and then you know transitioning into opening up your business and then building an authentic brand through the test of time, you know, and and seeing the growth, the exponential growth of your brand, and then now stepping into the you know the executive role you know which is highly commendable you know and i see that uh you know now you can open up doors which is the most important thing that you're gonna be that community guy where you can bridge the gap between the culture and community and now you know you have that uh that platform that vertical platform now that you can integrate within different uh opportunities for you know people of you know visible minorities or people from the inner city so it's, it's dope, man, and I, I know that, you, you know, you're a guy that's, you know, never going to turn a blind's eye. You know, you're going to look out for the next generation, right, and investing in the youth. So, um, you know, I guess if I was to ask you a couple of questions about some goals you have personally for your new position, what are some uh, things that you would say? Um, a goal that I have for my new position is um, kind of a – I can't give as much information in it as I want because it's not all the way finalized, but I definitely want to find ways to bridge the gap from – um, not just minorities and communities, but actual players on how they can transition from being an actual basketball player into the real world after basketball is over. Um, building um, actual um, resourceful um, 
pools where they can pull from and, and mentors where they can ask questions about how was it to be a real estate agent? How is it to be a lawyer? How do I start my own brand? How do I get into media, et cetera? Things that they may not have learned in school um, or, or they're so removed from school that all they know is basketball now at the time. Um, these are things that I want to be able to make that um, connection between um, the, the league and the players, which will in tune connect with the community. Because the more basketball players or, or athletes um, become successful businessmen or, or whatever line of work they do because of the transferable traits they have from the game, um, the more the community looks up to them, the less killing we have, the less violence we have. Now it's more, I want to aspire to be this guy who went from being a basketball player to being the GM. Or I want to be this guy who went from being a basketball player or being a coach to running his own brand. Or this guy who went from being a basketball player to being a real estate agent. Like yeah. there's more light at the end of the tunnel. So I want to be able to help these guys um, diversify their palettes or diversify their, their sources of income by using their brain. Absolutely. And that's, that's, that's to be, you know, respected. I think that a lot of people, when you're obviously in the athletic space, you know, I, I've talked about this several times. You're, there's a lot of, um, you know, emphasis on obviously winning and performing that you, you kind of neglect a lot of the things like life after basketball and sustainability, you know, after the sport, right? So I think it's very, it's very important for, you know, guys that, you know, can now see the other side of the tunnel and be like, okay, you know, I'm very good at this and this outside of basketball. How do I get started? You know, I think right. information and education is the first tool, you know, is like get information and education, study those who came before you in that space, you know, and then, you know, it's making that jump. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I agree. I agree. If our, if, our, if our only measuring stick or if our only metric of success that we can see is, is a Maasai, which is a great one, I don't, I don't know how, how relatable it is from someone who grew up in Scarborough. Or someone who grew up in Rexler, or someone who grew up in Bolton, or or whatever the case may be. But I want to be um, I want to be one of those first guys in the new school to kind of get um, not just an executive role, but to flourish in it, and, and then and then the full guys up with me as as well. And it may not have to be an executive role what they want. I just want to be able to help them um do whatever they want to do. Start their second dream. Yeah. What I realize when you go to sleep every day, you may have a new dream. Like start your second dream. It's okay not to be a pro basketball player anymore. There's other things you can do, and that's the goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the, the era of diversification, man, and it's it's crazy because I was just reading a, a Forbes uh, article on, like, Jay-Z's different ventures and, you right. know, studying, oh, you know, his, 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 his investments and, you know, the things that he does with, like, title and real right. estate and stuff like that, and it's, it's crazy, but you can have, like, 10 hustles, really, if you set yourself up that way. Yeah, you know, and everything kind of aligns because the brands that you invest in is a representation of your values and the equity and the people that you have around you. You know what I mean? So it's always important to now set yourself up, you know, for long longevity, right? Like we're we're talking about the end game, and right. a lot of people, you know, obviously get into business for different reasons. But like the one thing I always say is if your values are in line and you're playing the same game and have the same agendas as everybody else then typically things just start happening periodically in Very the good. universe, right? So Very good. You just got to be, that's a great point. You just got to be patient enough to wait for it. Everyone's in this microwave society. Everyone's instant gratification. No one's really willing, not, not only say no, but they want to be misquoted. Um, I say the majority of people are not willing to put in the work to get to where they want to go. They see mm -hmm. someone at the end of their journey or at the middle part of their journey or maybe under 10,000th hour of mastery. So for 10 years, they've been working on one thing. And you, and you click on Instagram and you see them 10 years later and they're so amazing at this one thing, but you want that in one week. You want that in two weeks or in two months or you want that in one year and if you can't get it in one year, you're going to quit. Like, it's over for you. Like, mm -hmm. so a lot of people don't want to put that one foot in front of the other and, and make sure it's slow motion, but they're in motion in order to attain a goal. Like, that's mm -hmm. the biggest thing is goal setting and taking the time to enjoy the process and going through the pits and valleys and ups and downs. It wasn't easy getting here. You know, it wasn't easy for me to, to get here. Like this, this, these situations didn't come because I was, um, I gave up when anything happened. This, this position has come around because I was resilient and I wasn't going to change and conform to who I was um, for anybody. But at the same time, I was going to make sure any, any room I stepped into, I added value into it immediately. Once I put my foot into that door, the value was added. And that's my goal.
Mm, it's crazy you say that, man. The process is really a lot of people downplay that whole process, man. But right. you know, it's like you said, man. In order to be an expert at something, they say, and in the book it says you got to put in two hours and forty-four minutes a day. A day, you know, and it's like you look at the ten thousand hours. So, the one thing that I see in this generation, and I think our culture has been very brainwashed to seek praises and instant gratification without even putting a tenth of the work. You know what I mean? Without right. even putting a tenth of the work. Like, uh, how do you, you know, how do you go about putting in the work and, and seeing, you know, your fruits come after? Do your labor, you know, after you well, put in that, that work, you know what I mean? Well, I, I read a book um, by, by um, I think it was Abraham Maslow, and, and they state in this book that um, they took a drive from Vegas to Arizona. In the middle of their drive, um, they can see the mileage that it's saying we're 200 miles away. Mm. At some point along the drive, the mileage on the side was van it vanished. They couldn't see it anymore. This discouraged the driver because he couldn't see the mileage anymore. So he wanted to turn back. The, the person sitting in a shotgun of them said, "Listen, we know Arizona's coming up because we've seen the miles beforehand. Just continue oh. to drive." And as he drove, two hours later, they're in Arizona. That oh. I use that I use that analogy to say that as long as you have that goal in mind that you're going to reach, you just have to continue to believe it's coming. Every single day, you have to put incremental pieces of work in to believe it's coming. You do two things every day. You get better, you get worse. You don't stay even. So if you continue to put small little pieces of work to get to a, a bigger goal, it's going to happen, regardless who you are and regardless what you do. This is a fact of life. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So I guess, you know, if you have, um, you know, what are some stories, I guess, you can kind of reflect back on where you worked so hard for something and then something actually came to fruition or actually happening. But, you know, through the test of times and the storm, you were able to kind of like weather the storm and, and enjoy the fruits of your labor, whether it was in basketball or business. Okay, well, I, I, instead of using basketball, I use business. So I had a... I had my own clothing line. I started in like 2012, 2013. Um, There's a point in time where my main supplier for my 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 apparel, he was he was getting really really ill, um, due to working long hours and not getting rest. So there's a point in time where I had a major order for um a company in New York, one of my biggest ones. It was for um it was for Ebony Magazine in New York. It was a big big opportunity, and I I was calling um. My connect or my guide I used for my, my, my apparel, he wouldn't answer the phone for like two days straight. And this was like uh, on, on a Tuesday. I needed to get done on a Wednesday so I can bring it to New York with me. I, would, I didn't even chance, I didn't even chance like flying it out there or shipping. I wanted to bring it with me so I can present it with the actual president of Ebony. Wanted to do a good impression. The whole time process, this guy would answer the phone. I was so upset I didn't know what to do. I literally um, was on the phone with someone else and I walked into somebody that heard me over saying something about clothes. Like, oh, you know, I got my own shop, right? I'm like, who are you? Like, I don't even know who you are. He's like, oh, I got my shop right around the corner. Take a walk with me. I'm walking around the corner. This is the biggest shop warehouse I've seen in my life, ever. And that became my, like, that day at a better price because I was not thinking that it's not going to happen. I was thinking, how is it going to happen? Like, I need to figure out a way to make it happen. Uh-huh. In passing, I was downtown Toronto. He literally, in passing, heard me speaking. Like, oh, you know, I got my own shop. I'm like, do you even know what I'm talking about? It's like, yeah, you know clothes. I'm like, cool. Took me over there, got everything done in two days. Afterwards, I took the stuff to New York. From there on, I like blossomed my 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 um my uh, relationship with Ebony and everyone else, and it was great. It was amazing. And that's the the location is um it's right where Lakeshore and Carl's Carl's were like kind of like um what's that club? What's that club used to be called? What government is? Oh, government, right by uh, Lakeshore. Um, right. Lakeshore and Laura Jarvis. Laura Jarvis and Lakeshore in that area, that industrial area. It's like you wouldn't even believe this guy has a shop there. He literally took me to around the back of this factory. I'm like, Yo, where are you taking me? Open it up. Yeah, it was the biggest shop in the world. But it shut down now. That was like eight years ago. You know what I'm saying? That's just a story of how, like, being persistent and, like, not taking no for an answer and how sometimes things may come up your way and, and it's over. 
For sure. It's, it's crazy, man, because you look at it now, man, being eight years in, you're almost a decade into, you know, your, your brand, you know what I mean? So just talk about the evolution of that and uh, some of the things that continues to expire you to reach new heights with your brand, man. Because I think that to be able to kind of sustain a brand at that level, you know what I mean, is very commendable, bro, because a lot of people start things and they, they, they give up, you know, when things don't move the way they want it to. So just kind of yeah. talk about that that evolution. and What, what are some driving forces of you know, cultivating the Noir Noir brand. Yeah, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And for someone to say what's it called, I think it's called Allstate, but it's closed down now. They closed it down like four years ago. The oh. story happened around 2012, and that's when I met him. We had a great relationship for like three years. He ended up moving out to Montreal and starting a family, so he doesn't have to shop anymore. Um, but there's things that um, kind of inspire me or where I pull inspiration from is kind of like, st I like storylines. I like I like every piece of like this shirt I'm wearing now. Like this new king shirt with like the Muhammad. Fire. Um, Tupac. This actually inspiration for one of my favorite covers, which is the Death Row cover, where you see Tupac, Shug Knight, Snoop, Snoop Dogg, and Dr. Yeah. And instead of using that rap group, I rather you I wanted to use um prominent figures in my life that I felt like were um influential in my life and in my story and then give wow. it to the people. So I try to make everything a storyline. And That's then in the bottom of the shirt, I don't know if you can see it, but I'll just tell you what it says. There's um there's a song, there's a freestyle by Jay Z, um, and it's and, and it's um the Grammy family freestyle. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, I'm I'm gonna let you see the line because I think I know it. You see where it's going? So and, and, and that's one of that's a big freestyle for me. So it's very lot. Of, I, I pull a lot of motivation from that freestyle. Yeah. That's, even in that freestyle, he's speaking of climbing the corporate ladder. I'm mm -hmm. being courted by the bosses, the Edgars, yeah. the Doug Mosses, yeah. the New York. Like that. So like his transitional phase. That's mm -hmm. a whole other spectrum. But I pull from that as well. But for this, I pulled from um when he said, "You see Martin, see Malcolm, you see you see Jesus, see Judas, see Jesus, see Brutus." So instead of putting um you see big, instead of putting big, I just changed big's name with Muhammad. So you mm -hmm. see Martin, see Malcolm, you see um. See Martin, see Malcolm, see Muhammad, see Pac, see success in his outcome. Mm -hmm. I just pulled from that part of it. And it was like a storyline for me. So now, Tough. when someone gets this piece, they may not know the whole story behind it, but they can read the lyrics. Then maybe yes. someone can tap in, and then they can see the faces on it and be like, okay, cool. Now they can kind of wear more pride. And nah, I got the pieces coming out that, like, all of it's a storyline. It's like it's like a soundtrack or, like, or like um a time capsule. Of different sorts of my inspiration that I want people to be able to pull from For and sure. wear, it on, wear it with a badge of honor, you know. Sure, a lot of thoughts. Shout out, shout out here to Yes, sir. And, and that's the thing, bro. Like, I'm really trying to hold myself more accountable, bro. Let me start investing more money into sh shit like that. It has powerful messages for people that I actually really build with, you know what I mean? And yeah. Any any way in any way shape or form, we could kind of put something together where we can continue to build a platform for young people that look like us for our culture. Let's get it, bro. You know, let's do it, man. I appreciate it. De definitely, definitely need that shirt too, bro. Let me know yeah, it for drop. sure. It yeah, dropped. It dropped, last, it dropped last week. I bet online. Online, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, bro. Yeah, I got I, I got some more. I got some more like pieces dropping that are just like time capsules, man. And I've been working on this stuff for like. A while in my mind, you know, for everything, like I take my time with everything. So I could have rushed and did it, but I'd rather just take my time with it and, and make sure it makes a lot more sense to not just me, but to the consumer. So I want yeah. someone to be able to take this piece of clothing and look at it like, yo, hold up. Let me, let me, like, loaded lucky say, let me rewind, find this mortifying, you know, and then when they get, when they get that intuitive, it's like, oh, I, it makes sense to me. Mm. Now they want to put their friend on, like, yo, this, this is what this shirt means. Then not trust like, oh, okay, it makes sense. Let me get it. Even if you don't want to buy it, it's cool. Yeah. I don't make this clothes for you to buy. I make this clothes for you to be inspired. You it's may not you make this for a picture of it and be inspired. Fuck yeah. well, it, bro. I'd rather, rather put the money in your pocket than Gucci's pocket, bro. Right. I directly. I don't know the guy that runs Gucci. You know what I mean? That's a fact. And your, your message is more powerful. Yeah, what, we got a question, bro. You take, what yeah, step right. you take to market your brand? Well, for me, I mean, I don't want to sound cliche. I try my best. Not to, I try my best to market my brand in the most authentic way, which is like not use like models and not use like um, gimmicks. I try to make everything super 
um, organic and authentic, meaning if you buy from me, you're going to buy directly from the brand. If you wear it, you post it, you can get reposted. And if not, that's just what it is. Then uh -huh. behind every piece of clothing that I, I, I put out or whatever I do, I always make sure there's a story behind it. That's how I think. Like, my mind is like a soundtrack. Like, I, I groove a lot out of, of music. So uh -huh. a lot of these things are, are connected to music that has connected with me that inspired me to make this article of clothing so when you wear it, you wear it with a badge of honor. So the more I can inspire through this, through this, it's kind of like when you go to a concert and you buy the merch from the concert. Exactly, I'm about you know to say saying? that. That's all my brand is. You're buying concert merch from my mind. Like, I'm putting it out there like that. And to me, it's, it's influential and it's intuitive to myself. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, bro, it's dope, man, to see. And like I said, bro, to be able to develop something that sustains over a period of time, bro, it's hard. Yo, man, people just have ideas, and, you know, sometimes when things not going their way, they kind of, you know, kind of fall. Yeah. So it's crazy. Why? I want to add this. You know why? A lot of people don't sit with their ideas. Like, here's the thing. If you Look at yourself as a farmer. If you plant that seed and you have the richest soil around it, if you do not water that seed, if you do not have the right sun around that seed, it's still not going to blossom or grow to the place it's supposed to grow to. Sometimes you have to have an idea and sit with that idea and make it build over time. Let it grow legs. Let it grow understanding. Let it grow knowledge and wisdom. And by the time it grows all of that, when you put it out to the universe, you're you going to get all those blessings right back versus you get an idea like, oh, let me do this right now to be, be the first to do it versus being the best or to being the more intuitive to do it. We can all put out the same amount of clothes or do the same type of font and designs, but guess what? Where's the storyline behind your clothes? How can you connect with somebody with your brand? I know my storyline behind my clothes because I'm putting that thought process. Uh -huh. I'm taking my time to build it that way. So now uh -huh. when you when you peel back the layers, it makes sense to you. Versus uh -huh. you just being like, well, this is what it is. You make it for what it is. No, this is the layers behind it. Peel it back and you're going to figure it out. For sure, bro. Yeah, I'm on the site right now. I'm about to, I'm going to show, I'm going to show you what I'm rocking with. Um, I'm about to. What you rocking with? I'm rocking with this right here, bro. So you get the. The first look right now, mother. Well, that's why right here. That is look good for me, man. Well, a, 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 a way I practice. I'm about to get the shorts right here. You going on? I'm about to get my summer swag going, bro. You, you feel going me? on? You going on? Yeah, bro. So definitely, man. Um, like I said, bro, it's it's about time. I think as as black individuals and as leaders, uh, we definitely need to push the culture in the right way. And we definitely need to hold each other accountable, bro. Yeah, someone said, how do I practice patience? I do a lot of yoga. Uh -huh. I do a lot of meditating. Uh -huh. And also, um, if, if you're not into that, um, I try my most to take my time with everything. Uh -huh. Like, it, 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 you have to practice it over time. You're not gonna, I wasn't always patient, trust me. I used to rush things all the time and want things to come right away. It uh -huh. wasn't until I started practicing taking my time, knowing that sometimes my first answer isn't my best answer. Let me make it develop. And knowing like something better is coming behind it, and it's hard to explain. But the more you practice it on little things, is the better you'll get with bigger things. If if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think it's a process. You know, you can't things don't come, and you got to take things in doses. You know, you yeah. you gotta just practice the little things with patience, man. I think uh, instant gratification is is something that a lot of people you know fall slaves to. You know what I mean? And and it's because I think it's the social media, the media right. aspect. A lot of us, we identify with, you know, rap and, and celebrities. So we see what they have and we say, if this guy can have this, I can have this tomorrow. Not knowing the behind the scenes work. There you go. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, I just think it's time that we, you know, everybody just, you know, focuses on their own lane and, one day at a time, bro. Slow and steady wins the race, bro. You know That's I mean? it, man. And be, and be okay with being where you are in life. Don't like, I'm not saying don't look at someone like as, um, as goals or somewhere that you want to obtain, but every single morning when you wake up, um, when you wake up with this um, intuitiveness, always know you're your own metric of success. You're going to have your own path. Like, try to be your best version of you every day, and you'll get, you'll get to where you got to go. Like, I'm not to say I don't look at someone like Jay-Z for inspiration because he has done a vast amount of um, entrepreneurial and business things. But guess what I do? I don't want to be Jay-Z. I'm okay with being me. We're still about pulling information. 
what uh -huh. I've learned from his mistakes, from his, his successes. Be okay with being you. The biggest thing people do is, that I think, is they want to be something that they're not. Because they feel like, this guy has gotten here, so I should be there. No, maybe your path is different. For sure. Maybe, maybe you have something better coming for you that you don't know that you may be blocking by trying to be something you're not. Like, be okay with your process. It's different for everybody. Yeah, and I just, um, there's like a quote I used to always say, like, sometimes God uh, takes out the good of something to bring you the great of something in life. Wow. So it's like, you might, you might be like, damn, bro, I had this going for myself. And you might not know that, you know, God blocked your blessing to bring you something better in the end. You know? That's a fact. Yeah, so, like, everybody just got to, like you said, man, be in tune with their blessings. Be appreciative because our worst day, you know, on our worst day, you know, we're living, in like, like, people on their best day. You go to different parts of the world where people don't need right. clean drinking water, resources to, you know, food and education, you know what I mean? And we're complaining that because we don't have $500 in our bank account and things like that. So, right. we really got to look at it. Every, every blessing you ignore becomes a curse, you know? Mm -hmm. So don't ignore, like, the small blessings, man. I, I'm so grateful for every little thing. Like, uh -huh. I, 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 I do every, everything off gratitude. Uh -huh. like, like, I just recently, like, had an Achilles injury. Now I'm just so thankful to walk, you know, without, like, having no pain. Small things like that, I take the small victories. Yeah, bro, for sure. We got, another, we got another question, bro. How do you network? Well, I feel I feel everyone networks differently, right? Because some people are more, some people are more, um, they're more outgoing. Um, they like they like to conversate a lot more, and some people are more to themselves. Um, I feel like being able to effective networking is when you approach someone is being able to add value to that person versus me trying to take from you. Like if you just want to call my phone to ask me how much you can take from me, it's gonna be tough for us to network. Um, but if, if automatically when you were, were starting to network, you're already finding ways to collaborate or add value to me, um, that's the best way to network. I love to network with people that can add value to what I'm doing or, and vice versa in a collaborative effort. You know, mm -hmm. so I feel like going, in, going into a network opportunity with that mindset is everything. Like, instead of like, what can I get from this guy? Or how can this person help me? You know, how can we help each other? How can we help each other? How can, how can we, how can we um, horizontally integrate? You know, Absolutely. versus just trying to find ways to jump over each other, you know? Yeah, and it's it's crazy because uh, um, now referring back to that book, uh, Give or Take, it says takers usually um, would love to benefit. No, they would rather the personal cost higher than the beneficial cost. Right. And givers, it's, you know, they're giving and it's less than the personal cost for the beneficial cost. So. It's like a two-way mutual street, right? Right. So um, I just think that, like I said, man, you just have to be genuine and, and, and just looking to build and build in terms of adding value and for both of you guys to have similar visions. You know, I think sometimes when you network, everybody thinks it's like a pitch contest. This is what I do. You know, it's like, okay, well, what if I don't want what you're doing? You know, I just want right. somebody that can add value and, you know what I mean, be right. genuine and, be genuine enough to take their time to build that, you know, cultivate that relationship. Like you said, you could you can network all you want, but you gotta build that relationship and that rapport. Right. That, that's a key point. That's when someone says, um, is it possible to build to a network without trust? It's possible, but I don't know how you're gonna be able to sustain that that business relationship without any trust. So this is why building a rapport makes a lot of sense. Here's why people go to the golf course so they can build the rapport with each other. Here's why people may go for dinners that are, they're not talking about business at all. They just want to know about you. People don't invest in businesses. They invest in people. They don't care about what you got going on business-wise. They don't care about what type of person you are. They're yeah, gonna invest you got you to repeat. You got to speak louder for the people in the back, man. Yeah, people don't invest in businesses. They invest in people. So mm -hmm. and people, a lot of people have that misconstrued. Like, I'm going to invest in someone that I see a light in, you know? If, if I see a light in you, I don't even care if your business is at the bottom. I know you you may be doing something different four years from now where you're going to be at the top. So I'm going to invest in you as a human being because I can see that you have that hunger to be successful. You may have the wrong team around you. You may be going in the wrong direction. You may be in the wrong business field, but you still have that light. So I'm going to invest in you as a person. And, and, and until when you reach to the top, suppose I'm not where I need to be in life, and you're going to pull me up. And that's how networking goes.
Absolutely, man. It's crazy how far you can definitely get off of, you know, we always talk about leveraging our network and relationship equity. Because, you know, when, when I started business, essentially, I thought it's like, damn, I can't do this because I don't have the, the funds. I don't have, you know, I had a lot of ideas. But I used to tell myself I couldn't do things because I didn't have the monetary, the, the, the capital. Right. But, you know, I think now it, it comes to a point where we're in a, a space in media where you just got to put out your ideas and, and, and there's different ways to alleviate not having capital. Like right. I think, like you always said, would you rather the $10 million with a $1 million network or a $10 million network with $1 million? Right, exactly. You know That's what I mean? Key. That's the key right there. That's a lot of people. How to leverage yeah. that $10 million network. Exactly. Versus a million, versus $1 million of liquid cash and yeah. vice versa. Yeah, because yeah, like you, you know what, like your network becomes my network and vice versa. You know, right. we can build off of each other's network. Granted that we have that good relationship, you know, and they always say uh, partnership, no sponsorship. I'd rather have a partnership. Right. With you, you know what I mean? 100%. I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, man, it's, it's definitely uh, pretty dope, man. It's, it's exciting times. I wanted to turn a little bit of light to the social revolution that we're facing in the world, man. Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of where do you stand as a, you know, community leader as well as a, a black male? And, um, you know, obviously growing up during this time, what are some um, ways we can strategize a plan as a black community to, to reinvent ourselves? Well, someone asked, I'm from Ghana, but I'm born in Toronto. My parents are from Ghana in the Western River City. Um, where I've been dealing with this stuff for a while because not just, um, not just in the racial aspect, but there's still colorism as well in the, in the, in the black community. And um, growing up, um, it was a thing. I mean, where I, where I stand now is, um, I feel like the best way we can combat all the the negative energy going on outside of the world is um, finding ways that we can collaborate and put, keeping money circulating into the black community, keeping that black dollar circulating. If you know someone that has a hair salon, you go there. If you know someone to do your nails, you go there. Let's open up a black bank where we can put our money into the bank versus going to Scotia Bank versus going to... Um, Bank of Montreal, et cetera, black banks, so they can all give all black black businesses more loans. And in 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 and then all remember two years ago, three years ago, I was speaking about the HBCs on how that would change the game, and now people are trying to see it. So I stand where like versus us being not saying don't fight for what we believe in, but while we're fighting for what we believe in, let's come back there with solutions that keep our people not oppressed, but will keep our market value raising because we have so much opportunity of what we can do in this position that we're in. Oh, for sure, bro. That's that's big, man. I think, you know, you express different ways. I think the, the biggest thing, I think, is the collaboration, the unifying as a community, and that, like you said, using that, you know, opportunity and purchasing power and keeping it within our communities, you know? Sure supporting people that are you know black business owners or that has somebody that is a minority that's you know in our community that's gonna increase our market value right you know, and, uh, I, I i think over the years and you know I'm, I'm i'm now trying to hold myself and my brothers more accountable to say go support this guy right here or you're looking for a guy that does video or oh, i know a guy he's dope you know right it so happens that he is you know what i mean right so right this, Training the mental conditioning because we're already conditioned and brainwashed to think that, you know, black people might not have those skills, but we got to really retrain ourselves because we, we're the creators of the culture. This is yeah, for creator. sure. You know what I mean? We sure. find the status for our culture. So it's, it's very important that we, you know, we kind of start, you know, holding everybody accountable and start, you know, making that, that shift generationally. I agree. And I agree. Just like what you said, I feel like, um, in order for us to get to where we have to, where we have to get, so we have to eradicate our mind, our, our, our thought process to create a new one. Uh, we have to stop thinking the way we were thinking before and create a new way of thinking. Like Loaded Lux always says, "I eradicate and create." Like, let's eradicate that old way of thinking and now let's create a new way and not make it a trend. Let's not not be talking about this in September when when, when back to school comes around. Let's talk about. Let's continue to keep this conversation going. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's important, and it's important that you know I think uh, leaders like us really 
cultivate that change and use our platforms to advocate for the things that we we believe is, is right. good and is dear to our hearts. You know, I think it's very important because uh, the lot of the, the influence, you know, and I just think the social and uh, cultural currency that's been able to be uh, developed through our platforms is, is immaculate, right? So it's very good that we continue to push these conversations forward and, and talk to other people that may on, be on the same wave, wavelength up here. Right. Make those changes, man, because I think um, as a community, if we come collectively as one, we're going to be hard to beat. Just like right. the, Jews, the Italians, you know what I mean? The, the, the Koreans, you know, I agree. The, other, the other ethnicity groups. I agree. And we, we can't be we can't be afraid to um, to voice this opinion and act on it. I feel like it has to be more of a, like you said, a more of a collective thing. And as you know, we're, we're, we already have some stuff in the works in the back end. But I feel like creating creating our own Easter is important. You know, yeah. creating our own Easter when we eat and we break bread with each other is important. Absolutely. I feel like that's, that, that's a big step. And I got some stuff in the works that I'm going to share with you off, off of this because I can't share with it because it's not all the way done. That's sure. going to really, really kind of change the game in terms of, of bridging the gaps. And someone mentioned networking. It's going to be like almost like an opportunity just for anybody who needs of any ethnicity to come in network, but predominantly the black dollar. And that's Absolutely. what we probably spend some of that black dollar. So it's yep. important. I'm excited about it. And, and, and I don't look at these times as a time of um, constraint or like uh, I'm down on it. I, I look at this as an opportunity to, to do something big and create some solutions. So people behind us don't have to go through this. Yeah. And I think that's important, man. Uh, you know, you're definitely in a space. I'm going to be there in, a, in a, the next decade or so where, I have to create now and I'm going to have kids and a family. So it's right. like, I want to make their life easier and they don't, they don't have to go through my struggle. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what we're doing it for. That's why you invest in the youth and, and a lot of assets that are dear to you because you want to make it easier for the next generations to come. You get what I'm yeah, saying? I mean, honey, I agree, man. If, if you're not making it easier for them, you're making it harder on yourself. Oh. I'm repeat that. If you're not making it easier for the next generation, you're really making it harder on yourself. It's only gonna come back to get you. The easier I make it for the guys behind me, the easier it's gonna be for me. Because when it comes time to to horizontally integrate, we're gonna be we're gonna be vertically integrating. Instead of me going to pick them up, we're gonna be on the same level. Because the younger generation usually picks up stuff faster than the older generation. Absolutely. And so by the time we're ready to integrate, they're already up here, and now we're going together on the way on the even playing field. Yeah, it's crazy because. I feel like the older generation, is, uh, the core characteristics don't change and the mental conditioning. It's hard to condition your mind at a grown, like when you're 35, it's hard to mentally condition to new things. But the youth, it's easy for them to adapt, to pick up things and they right. actually will, 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 will listen to you. And that's why I said, there's a difference between the OG and the old head. Right. The old, the old G will, will show you through experience and share lessons and and, and inspire those around him. The old head will complain about things that he couldn't do and right. he will inflict ill intent on those around him. You know what I mean? So you, right. you gotta really surround yourself with the OG and not the old head. That's big. That's big, I respect that. Yeah. Another thing that I think we might have to tag this one day, you might have, whoever got a pen, you gotta write this down. It's never ever been survival of the fittest. It's always been the survival of the most adaptable. Mm. It's never been a survival of the fittest. There's people that's in great shape that won't in a different climate. They're just in shape for the wrong thing. If you're in shape for if you're in shape for baseball like Michael Jordan was, you're not gonna come back and be dominating basketball. Cause guess what? You gotta change your body. You gotta adapt. Mm -hmm. So now when you get your chance to, to to build and adapt and get back to that basketball shape, you're gonna be successful. But guess what? Survival has never been for the fittest. It's always been for the most adaptable. So be like water where you can adapt easier. Don't be one one track minded. Yeah, that's a bar right there, bro. Never been survived for the fittest. It's always been. I've been on my bars lately, man. I've been oh. in my bag. I've been, I've been in album mode for a while. I've been in album mode for, for a month now. I was about to ask you, bro. Uh, what's your What's your top five whole albums, bro? Oh, uh, right now, um, I literally. So this is why it's so fresh. Yesterday, um, like around four in the morning, after I finished reading, I was watching um the the documentary on YouTube, which is the the um the construction of reasonable doubt which was first called heir to the throne uh -huh. and then they changed the reasonable doubt like a month before it was released so me yeah. watching reasonable doubt 
the construction of this in, in the documentary format, I got to now move Reasonable Doubt to one because wow. all the stuff that were happening in the back end of the whole, like, it was unheard of to even be independent at that time. Like, so I got to move Reasonable Doubt to one. I got Blueprint at two. I got 444 at three. I got a sneak, a sneak there with volume two. Uh-huh. At four. And then uh -huh. I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the um Dynasty album number five. I love Dynasty album, even though it's not a full album, but it's not really just whole, but I just like the collaborative. That's where I feel like Club got his in his collaborative bag. Uh-huh. Like, you got blueprint at two. Yeah. I got four, four, four at three. Four 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 and blueprint change every day for me, man. They changed from one from two and three. So I got four for four at three right now. I made change next week. I got wow. volume two because I feel like the space creatively where Hove was in, that's the first time his back was against the wall. That's when everyone was loving Nas. That's when Biggie was dead. That's when West Coast music was hot. And Hove wasn't really Hove. He didn't have that H to the Israel. He didn't have that hit yet. So I feel like volume two, he was just in a real, like, hungry state of mind. Like, sure. he was just really, like, there. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Thank you. Yeah, bro, that's what's up, bro. I I, I bang with the uh, the black album, bro. That's my that's oh, bitch, bro, right there. Oh, see? I oh, forgot the black God, album. The black album, boy. Yup. You know what? I gotta take volume two out of there. Okay, okay. So I got the black album. So I got. No, I'm leaving volume two in there. I'm a, I'm gonna give the black album for today six because the space that I'm in mentally, like an album mode terms, I'm in I'm in volume two mode. I go in okay. different mode. Sometimes I be in black. I be in black album two mode. But right now I'm in volume two mode, where I'm just hungry. Mm. Like I'm in that creative space where I feel like my back's against the wall, even though it's not. But I want to go there mentally, where it's like, yo, I only eat what I kill. Like, let's go. What's next? And that's what I want to do. I love the black album, but the black album is real sensual and it's real retiring type music. Like mm -hmm. my favorite, one of my favorite songs ever is Allure. One of my favorite songs never ever crafted, but it's more of a collaborative pieces of I'm getting out the game. I'm not getting out the game. I'm just walking in. For sure. I'm here right uh, now. I'm, a, I'm an album mode right now. J Jason says sometimes you're in studio mode. He's like, how do you forget about the Black album? Yeah, yeah it happens because for me, like it depends what space you're in. Just like with, I feel like just like with, let's, let's say we're going to rank Drake albums, right? Um, Let's say if So Far Gone's the album, our top five. Let's say my, for most of the times, um, nothing was the same because the relatability for me is going to be number one. Uh, then you may have So Far Gone. Then you may have Take Care, which yeah. is another amazing piece. Then you may have Views, and you may have nothing, but it's, nothing was the same. But mm -hmm. it depends what space I'm in. I'm not. I'm for not. Sure. I'm, I'm not an artist or a creator that thinks one way. It depends yeah. where I'm at in my life, where I'm at with it. So, absolutely, I think, man, yeah, like reasonable doubt, hard. Blueprint for sure. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know it's probably the best. Home Crazy. Whatever, ever. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Um, 444, I appreciate it now more. Um, hard. V2, the intro for sure. Um, can I get up with, with, with Jaw? Oh my X. God. Yeah, bro. And that's um, what him and Echoes at War. They're, they're like, yeah. war, like sparring, not like fight war, but like sparring, like who's a better MC? Yeah. You know, man, that's when Dark, when Dark and Hell is Hot came out during Volume 2 era. I was trying to tell you this, my hope was like, yo, what's going on? I got to I gotta get into this bag. Remember the, v, remember the V2, they, they did the tour, the Hard Knock Life did Tour. It, there you go. Classic, I'm you. Classic. V2 Hard Knock Life Tour, Reservoir Dogs, Freestyle. <laughs> like, I'm trying to tell you, this is the bag I'm in right now. I'm in a Reservoir Dog bag right now. Like, sure. That's why you see me like, I'm coming out with every other day, you're going to see something. You're going to see something. For sure, what up, bro? Dog, I appreciate man. it, man. That's my dog from LA. How you, man? For sure, man. But yeah, man. So I just wanna we'll end off on you know your your messages out there to the youth, uh, to aspiring entrepreneurs, um, you know our black community, man. What are you know um, a message out there that you can um, give? My 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 biggest thing is kind of like uh, I'll piggyback off what I started off with is um let's not be so focused on instant gratification. Let's let's focus on, on 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 a result to a problem that's ongoing. Everything's a live document. Let's focus on putting one foot before the other. Let's focus on slow motion but staying in motion. Let's focus on not having everything in a microwave fashion. 
things just focus on the first answer is probably not the best answer. If you're doing your SAT test and you see the first answer may be A, don't circle that one. That's not the right answer. The first thing that comes to your head is not usually the right thing, unless it's, unless it's intuitive, if that makes sense, unless it's a feeling. I'm talking about like right or wrong or like getting to a problem with a solution. Let's take our time and build on things. Let's plant more seeds and let's nourish, let's nourish our environments around the seeds that we plant. You know, when you see, especially to my black community, in Canada especially, there's not, there's not so much happening in America, but in Canada, in Toronto for sure, when you see another black person, say hello. Do not screw face him. Do not look him up and down and judge him. You see another person that looks like you, say hello, even if you don't know them. When you go to different cities and you walk by another brother, how you doing, brother? You good? I'm good, man. How you? You take it by storm. You go by, you walk around in Toronto, you get a screw face by guys you don't even know, but he looks like you. That's the first step. Like, Start off with greeting people that look like you. That may, may be a turn the corner. Greet somebody with a smile. Like, I don't know why everyone got their, their face screwed up. It's not really going to help nobody. So that's like the main thing. Like, I look fly, man. I'm not really trying to screw my face. I'm really dripping, so. <laughs> Yo, yeah, the thing is, that's how Toronto is now. But it takes a couple people to switch it up. If we continue to do this, I know guys that screw face for no reason, and they're really happy inside. Like, why are you so mad, bro? You, you, you work a good job. You have a good life. You have a nice house, and you're screwing your face. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? I'm happy, so I don't got to screw my face. I don't need this. Well, what, was, what, was that, uh, what was that song, uh, Imaginary Players? Uh, Imaginary Players. <laughs> What's the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.6? The Rolex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.6? Yeah. Yeah, like 30, 40 grand. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, man. But, uh. Hey, brother, man, always a pleasure, bro. And, you know, just continue to elevate our culture, man, and push it in the right way, bro. And Thank you know you. what it is, bro. I'll see you, I'll see you soon, man. Uh, we yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. Bro. Build, brother. Thank you, man. Let's link. We're going to link for sure. I appreciate the time. Always, anytime you need anything, I got you, brother. All right, my man. See you All soon, right, bro. bro. Thanks, everyone, right, for tapping in. Yes, sir. All right. So there you have it. Shout out to Big... Big Twee, man, my OG, checking in on episode nine here on uh, Culture Conversation. So be sure to tune in next week. And um, just stay prayed up. Everybody stay blessed, man. Have a wonderful Wednesday. And uh, your host, once again, checking out. Peace.